just to change career paths. Um, I'd never been to university before, so it was very exciting. And yeah, I feel like um, that's why now has been a good time for me to uh, be able to actually stick to and commit to my diet, uh, my lifestyle change. I don't like to say I'm on a diet because as we all know, anybody who's on this journey knows it's not really a diet, it's a whole lifestyle change. It's got to be something that you've got to make changes to for the rest of your life, pretty much. So yeah, um, making those changes is a lot easier when you don't have a full-time job to, hand, uh, to stick to. So <clears throat> what else is there exciting about me? Um, not a great deal really. Well, there is, but I'm gonna, what I'll do is I'll go through the questions now. So, because I don't want to talk about too much because I know obviously what questions have been asked. So I'll just discuss what's been asked and answer these questions. Um, so, um, like I said, because obviously I've asked these questions on my, uh, Instagram, which is where I document my fat loss journey. Some of these questions are fitness related, health and fitness. Um, some are just really random, just about me. So we've got a bit of a mixture. Uh, the first question is how do you keep so focused on the long, long term goals that you have? So firstly, let's talk about what my goal is. I don't have one, right? Okay, so um, this is something that I, it's difficult setting a goal. Obviously I have small short term goals, um, but you know, to sort of keep me going, to keep me motivated throughout um, because I have a lot of weight to lose. Um, I started at over 300 pounds. Um, my starting weight, um, I'm trying to convert this into pounds to make it easier for you guys. I could just tell you it in stones right off the bat, but I'm being nice and I'm going to convert it all for you to make it easier so you don't have to. So my starting weight was 307 pounds. Okay. So obviously now I've lost 40 of those. So I'm at 267 pounds right now. So, um, I don't know. I don't have an actual goal weight. Um, because my goal overall is to just be a healthy weight. Um, that is obviously subjective. Um, you know, um, I think I like to think I'll just get to a point where I'm happy with my body and I'll not feel the need to lose much more fat. Um, so yeah, I haven't put a number onto it. I don't have really a, a close size goal because close sizes are very fickle and I feel like just assigning a number to something um, makes it just it affects your mindset a lot of the time so for me um, it can be quite disheartening then when you see a number and you realize then how far away you are from hitting it it just makes it so much harder and it can be quite intimidating then when you've got a long way to go um, and with clothes sizes the same my I've got clothes sizes at the minute even though I've lost the weight this t-shirt that I'm wearing right now obviously people who are listening won't be able to see um, but this t-shirt that I'm wearing right now is a size 16 um, but then I have some t-shirts that still don't really quite fit all that well that are a size 16 um, it all depends on where you buy clothes from 
uh, jeans are just a nightmare in themselves um, so I have some jeans that are a UK size 20 that I can't even get above my thighs these that I'm wearing right now are, a pri uh, are from Primark and they're a UK size 20 and I've got a bit of wiggle room in them and they're very comfortable otherwise I wouldn't be sat here in them right now so um yeah I don't want to put a clothes size on it for that reason because that's just yeah it's not going to make anybody happy well it will do for some people um and I think that's important is it's just your own personal um preference really um but my overall goal really is to just be healthy um my the reason that i started really seriously wanting to lose weight obviously because it's not healthy being overweight for a start um but um it's something that i know in the in the very near future myself and my partner are going to look at um having kids uh, the more overweight you are the more it can affect your fertility um, I do also have PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovary syndrome or ovarian syndrome, something like that, um, which again affects your fertility and that also, uh, your weight affects that or well, your that affects your weight, whichever way around you want to look at it. Um, so all in all, that was the reason that I started seriously thinking, right, to really, really ha stand a good chance of us being able to start a family in a couple of years in a few years time um i'm gonna have to do something about the fat i'm gonna have to get my ass in gear and make a change so that in itself having that why be so personal to me and to my partner and um be something that i want so badly um helps massively because it's something that like I said I, you know we've both talked about it's something that we really want and I don't I want it to be as easy as possible when that time comes so that in itself um, helps me stay on track um, because I have a really good reason to get to the end of this journey if you like um, so that in a nutshell is the answer to the question is that's what helps me stay so focused is having that why having something um so precious and important to be working towards um you know and that's 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 the key really for me anyway um the i'm gonna i'm not gonna read these in order i'm just gonna sort of tie them in um so there is another question that says um well two that are quite similar so one question was how did you meet your boyfriend and the other question was what's it like having a long distance relationship so this is probably something that's going to have its own episode um uh, if i get permission from my partner um but um my partner uh his name is drew and he is canadian so we are in a long distance relationship there is 3,000 miles between us and we have been together since May last year officially um, unofficially we had been friends oh god for a lot longer than that uh, probably we've been friends we met online 
Um, so that answers the other question. Uh, we met online. Uh, I used to... I'm a big gamer, okay? I play a lot of video games. And I also used to stream on Twitch, live streaming. So, um, uh, he was a viewer in one of my Twitch streams. Which basically um, is a live streaming... Pl Twitch is a live streaming platform where people play games and you have an audience it's a bit like youtube uh youtube has obviously a live streaming service as well so yeah it's like that and we got to talking through that and he flew over to the uk the first time he'd technically ever left canada was to come visit me in may last year and we've pretty much been inseparable ever since i say inseparable um we are obviously technically separated massively um but yeah we talk all day every day um the great thing is nowadays is technology is a wonderful thing and it makes it so much easier for us to stay in communication and um yeah it's it's difficult um it's really hard um but like with anything that's challenging uh it makes it all the more rewarding um so yeah it's hard being apart but i also feel like in a way it's made our relationship so much stronger because all of the key fundamentals to help make a really really strong relationship are honesty trust and communication and you can't not have those things in a long distance relationship so for us i think being apart has really helped us work on that and if that if we didn't have that our relationship wouldn't have lasted as long as what it has so we like i said we talk every day on the phone and um, we facetime um we try and see each other when we can obviously i'm recording this amidst a global pandemic which is making it all the more difficult to travel um as soon as it's feasible for me to go over there the joys of me being a student is that i have the free time to go over there at whenever you know i don't really have to worry about getting time off work or anything like that um obviously the summer holidays at the minute before i go back to uni um are like last year i was there for six weeks um in the summer and it was amazing but i haven't been able to go back since because it's a massive stretch financially that is the biggest thing uh that we struggle with is the cost of getting from one to the other and um, be that him coming here or me going there it's expensive um and obviously the downside of being a student is that i don't have all that much money um he's not been able to work at the minute because of covid so yeah it's been challenging at the minute to say the least um but like i said that whole thing of being in a long distance relationship will probably uh, i'll discuss in more detail um in a separate episode because i could talk about that for a long time um but yeah it's challenging but very rewarding and for me i wouldn't i couldn't see myself being happy with anybody else 
So I would much rather be in a relationship where I'm happy and content and with somebody who I feel like I am supposed to be with. I feel like I have found my person. So I wouldn't be with anybody else just for the sake of having them a five, ten minute drive away. Uh, it's worth sticking it out if it's who you're meant to be with, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that is that as briefly as I can go into, um, which ties in nicely in a way to uh, another question that came in that says, what do you do for work or study and how did you get interested in it? So I've said that I'm a student. I haven't said what I'm studying. Uh, I am studying games design slash game art, um, which, as I said already, I am a massive gamer. I've been playing video games since I could, like from the youngest age, um, I've played all sorts of video games. So it was pretty easy for me to decide to want to do that as a career. It was now anyway. Um, when I came out of college, which is going back 10 years ago now, obviously, jobs like that didn't really seem all that doable um, or I wasn't made to feel like they were. Um, I actually, I did my GCSEs, didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I just knew that I really enjoyed art and music. Um, music wasn't really something I ever wanted to do a career in at that time. Um, I always kind of felt like if you, this is, this, bear in mind this was my thought process 10 years ago. My thought process at that time, I do remember very clearly being that if your job is something that you enjoy doing, it then becomes less enjoyable because you're doing it for work and not for fun. So I didn't really see music as a career at that time, um, and nor did I see art as a career at that time. So my I went to college to do A-levels in drama, psychology and French and English, which I dropped after the first year. So I have A-levels in drama, French and psychology. So you can see that I really, really didn't have a clue what I wanted to do for a living. Um, through doing music outside of, well, uh, outside of school, um, I then found a music college that I went to after that, but I didn't end up uh, finishing. I ended up dropping out. Um, not because I didn't enjoy it, but it was just, I think it came at the wrong time. Um, and it was, there was a lot of challenges at that time, mostly financially because it wasn't really a local college and it was just a stretch commuting. Um, it was a college, not a university, so I didn't have any funding. Um, yeah, it was difficult. So... I just stuck to working in retail after that uh, for 10 years and then decided I hated my job. Um, I was working in a call centre and I despised it with every inch of my being, but I didn't really have, looking at the qualifications that I did have and the experience that I had, I didn't really have anything um, qualifications wise there was no I didn't really want to do anything like none of those jobs really appealed to me I didn't want to use any of those qualifications that I'd got 
um i did a bit of research but i mean like i said back when i was at college um a job in video games didn't really seem feasible but you fast forward 10 years you've got people making a living from youtube playing video games streaming video games and all sorts um but like i said you know i always enjoyed art at school um so i started looking at that side of things like just art courses um and then found one specifically tailored to video games and just applied on a whim got into my first choice which was sheffield hallam um and yeah it was really really random um it it was sort of done on a bit of a whim why i decided to pursue it but um i did decide that that's what i wanted to do so i figured right let's just go back to the drawing board let's go and get a degree i never had i never went to uni um when i was younger so i thought this is going to be a great experience and yeah fast forward two years later and or nearly three years later now i guess and here i am about to be graduating sort of this time next year hopefully with a good degree and yeah so game art what i'm actually studying is the learning the process of making video games um making the art obviously it's pretty self-explanatory but that can entail anything like making the characters um potentially i might branch off into animation vfx um characters is what i'm probably most uh enjoy doing but um also looking at the environment so level design uh creating the scenery in a video game um the good thing about what i've learned at university is that a lot of movies are made in very similar ways to video games animated movies um so yeah the skills are quite transferable um but video games is most definitely what i want to do unless i manage to get a job at disney in which case i could be persuaded um because i'm a massive disney fan so yeah um that's pretty much what i'm hoping to go on to do once i graduate next year um is work in the games industry um so give me i'll grad i'll finish uni may next year and then we'll see where we head after that i guess um which is very exciting um but yes right next question what is the most difficult thing you've had to overcome um see oh that's a difficult one because um there are things that i have overcome there are things that i'm still looking to overcome but i've got better at i guess um so i would say the biggest thing i have overcome is right okay so the biggest thing that i have overcome is learning my self-worth and learning to believe in myself so deciding to quit a full-time job and go into uni kind of ties into that 
because I never really had the confidence or faith in myself to do that before. Um, I do think that everything happens for a reason and it's that whole butterfly effect. So if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to... I probably wouldn't have met Drew, for starters, um, and it were some, It certainly would have made our relationship a lot harder, um, being that I wouldn't have as much free time as what I do to invest into that relationship. But not only that, my mindset, my whole mental health, my mental state um, was a, a lot in a different place. It was a lot better when he came into my life so and that was around the time everything sort of around that time um took off in a whole different direction when I started at university um a couple of years prior to that I had I was actually engaged to somebody else um and it was what I deemed to be quite a toxic relationship um and I had I came out of that relationship which again is something else that I'm quite I consider something quite an achievement in itself I think because to walk away from a relationship like that is no easy feat let's be fair um it's not easy to do um especially when you've got such an investment into it when you've started planning a wedding um but yeah um so I came out of that relationship um, very much in a very dark place where I had absolutely no self-confidence, no self, I didn't know, I had, I just, I hated myself. That's the easiest way I could put it. I had absolutely no value I didn't value myself I didn't really feel like I was worth anything I didn't feel like I deserved to be happy it's quite hard to say out loud but um that's how I my state of mind when I came out of that relationship and that was quite difficult um and then slowly over time I spent the, the like next two years um dealing with that trying to get back on my feet um, but I didn't really know how to do that. Um, and it's only really these last couple of years where everything's just all fallen into place. And I don't really have like a, a, a pivotal thing that I did. I, it's just, I look back at the last few years and think what I've done in the last few years and I've, everything that I've done, I've done it for myself. So the pivotal moment really for that was, um, I can't really say traveling because I only went to one place, but I had always, for as long as I remember, wanted to go to New York, but I didn't have anybody to go with. I just separated from my ex um, my friends all have their own relationships. Some of them have kids and other commitments and... Um, you know, it's one of those things where I just got to a point and I was like, do you know what? I'm tired of waiting to need somebody. I want to be, I just, why can't I do this on my own? So I did. 
Uh, again, I went out on a whim and spontaneously booked a holiday to New York. Um, everybody told me I was crazy to go on my own, which I feel speaks volume about the environment that I was surrounded in at the time. Um, because why is that crazy? Why, why do you need somebody else's permission to do what you want to do? Um, if you're waiting for that to, if you're waiting and seeking that approval to do things that you want to do, you're never going to get them done because there will always be somebody wanting who doesn't approve of something that you're doing. And no matter uh, what people think, it's just about putting yourself first. And I did that. Um, and I then around that same time as booking that holiday, I enrolled to uni and it was just a culmination of things where I started to just put myself first. And I've been doing that pretty much ever since. Um, and I have to say that I've never been happier. Uh, the last few years, I have made some decisions that have rubbed some people up the wrong way. But do you know what? I don't care. Um, I'd be lying if I said I don't care what people think. Um, but that's only human. You know, uh, everybody cares what people think to a degree. But at the same time, you should never be looking to compromise your own happiness to please other people. And I was doing that for the longest time. Um, and yeah, I just realised that I had to start putting myself first. And the rest is history. Like I said, I've been doing that for a long time now. That's how I live my life. And yeah, I've never really been happier. Um and there were a lot of people who didn't approve uh, or not really didn't approve, but, you know, didn't really have much faith in mine and Drew's relationship. Um, you know, people who said I shouldn't go back to uni because I'd be walking away from a pretty comfortable salary. And, you know, all these decisions that I've made, there was always somebody telling me that I shouldn't be doing it. But I think, you know, that I made the right choices for me. And because at the end of the day, it's my life. People are entitled to their opinion, but it's me who's got to live with the decisions that I make for the rest of my life. So, you know, uh, that just overcoming that whole situation of being in that dark place, I think. Um, and mental health is something that's going to have its own um, podcast episode um, because it is something that, you know, uh, I have things to talk about, uh, experiences to share that could, you know, hopefully help somebody else. Um, but yeah, um, that is an experience in my life that changed my whole attitude and my perception of everything really for the better. So yeah, that's definitely something I think is a massive achievement to overcome everything that I went through at that time um so yeah um well let's have a look at the next question sort of I guess tying into that then nicely uh one of the other questions is what's your family like and what's your relationship like with them so uh immediate family my I have my two parents uh, that are still married 
uh, and a younger brother and the four of us actually still live together um which in itself can be a bit of a nightmare um i think you do get to a certain age where you just shouldn't you can't live with your parents anymore because you need your own i need my own space a lot of the time um but my relationship with my family or my parents particularly it's difficult to explain um it could be better but it certainly could be worse um a lot of the issues that i've sort of had to deal with and some that i've touched on briefly um I've sort of felt like more of an uphill battle because my parents aren't particularly the most supportive. It's difficult to say because um, the thing is, my parents were brought up obviously com- in a completely different time. So the way they see things, I think sometimes it comes from a place of love um, and they're trying to do what's best for me. Um, but at the same time, um both my parents are or were at least at the time you know um working in just a supermarket which you know somebody's got to do it you know um that's no disrespect to anybody who does work in a supermarket but they've they both worked there for many years and obviously you know when you've got bills to pay a lot more responsibility um you have it's your safety net and they but they never really set much of a good example in my eyes to have any ambition they often discouraged me from going after things that I wanted because they said it wasn't realistic to have a career in music or a career in art and you know which I think a lot of creative people probably have to deal with obstacles like that because um especially going back many years it obviously wasn't you know a very realistic career choice um although times have changed now i think um it's a lot easier to um chase what you want so they have i think it's their own fear uh, that they project onto me what they limit themselves to um a lot of the time if they don't see it's possible they don't encourage me to do it even though I know that it is possible and you know feeling like you have nobody around you that believes in you and that you you know I think that again contributed to why I never really believed in myself um I was in quite a a negative environment um and obviously that's something that affects your mindset and how you then see yourself um so it's difficult um but at the same time um like i said you know for them it probably does come from a place of love and they're just trying to protect me um but i'm just very much the the black sheep in the family so I have a very different attitude in that sense to my parents. Um, so, yeah, they, it's 
it's difficult because it probably to them feels like I just don't listen to a single word that they say, which I don't. <laughs> well, I do. But at the same time, I will always just do what I want anyway. So, um, because I can't think of anything worse than looking back and regretting not doing something. If you get an opportunity, just go for it. Whereas um, my parents very much don't come out of their comfort zone ever, ever. So I'm just so opposite to them. So we clash on so many different things. Um, and yeah it's it's difficult like i said it just makes everything sometimes feel like such an uphill battle but if anything i have just learned to not depend on anybody else to just be a lot more self-sufficient be a lot more independent and just not rely on anybody else which i'm actually quite thankful for um because yeah without that if i wouldn't have done half the things that i've ever wanted to do so yeah it's quite it's not really something that i've ever really talked about um but yeah uh, i'm certainly not really close with my family i don't think bef probably for that reason but we don't not get on really i guess um but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult at times. But then again, that's family for you, isn't it? So um, it's quite a difficult thing to talk about because it's, it's quite hard to explain to somebody from the outside looking in. Um, but yeah, it's, it is what it is, isn't it, really, I suppose. Um, let's have a look at... I'm, I'm losing track of where I am on these questions. <laughs> um, right branching off completely different from that um this sort of, these are sort of the fitnessy kind of weight loss related questions is um how do you keep motivated to keep exercising i have zero motivation so for anybody who lacks motivation um i always say that i'm not always motivated um sometimes you just got to literally give yourself a kick up the arse and make you do make you uh, and make yourself do something that you don't want to do because you won't always want to do it and if you're always waiting to feel motivated you'll be waiting a long time um, because it's not always going to be there it's not something that uh, you can just click your fingers and it'll be there it's something that comes and goes some days you'll feel like going for a workout some days you won't but I find my best workouts often come from the ones that I don't want to do um, and more importantly for me it's about finding something you enjoy doing I I talked about or I mentioned in brief the fact that I've started trying to lose weight failed started failed started failed so the turning point for me was getting into resistance training strength training weightlifting whatever you want to call it um, I was always uh, made to feel like the gym was somewhere you go to run on a run on a treadmill for an hour sweat your balls off and then you were done i never knew how to lift weights i never knew how to um do any kind of strength training i yeah 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 uh, so i hate cardio now i so 
the thought of having to go into a gym to do cardio for me just didn't excite me and I often just then thought nah I'm not going to do it so finding something that you enjoy makes a huge difference because now I got into weightlifting and strength training as part of my fitness journey made a huge difference because I actually wanted to go to the gym and I actually enjoyed being there so it didn't feel much like a chore it just felt like something that I looked forward to doing um I also enjoy running um I don't really follow any kind of running program training anything like that I just run for fun which sounds crazy because when I look back years and years ago I would have never ever said that I'd go running for fun but um alas now I do because I really enjoy it um I find it good for my mental health I find it's a really good way to clear my mind and the same with the gym I like being able to just switch off stick on some tunes for an hour or so and zone out forget everything that's going off outside those four walls that is my me time that is my time to just forget about everything and it is bliss and you know finding that for yourself is so important like during lockdown we couldn't go to the gym so I got into running again but I also was walking every day and I started out walking for half an hour, walking a couple of miles by the end of lockdown. Well, I say the end of lockdown, I guess technically we're still sort of in lockdown. But as I'm recording this now, I will go for a walk and I can walk anywhere up to six miles um, just on a daily basis, you know. So I would listen to a podcast, listen to some music, whatever, and again I would try and recreate that hours time that I have just to myself where I would forget about everything and just switch off and if you can find that then you're winning because that for me you know there were a lot of people in lockdown wanting to do home workouts and things and I tried and tried and tried and I felt like I had to do it but I didn't enjoy it so I didn't do it I I knew I didn't need to I knew I needed to concentrate on my diet my nutrition and that would be how I would lose the fat and it's true um but the more active you are it'll help but that doesn't mean you have to do something you don't enjoy you have to make sure that whatever activity you're doing is something you enjoy be that um gymnastics be that pole dancing be that swimming be it weight training, be it going for a walk, be it going for a run, be it just playing a sport like tennis or boxing or whatever. You can do absolutely anything. Just get moving. And whatever you decide to do, as long as it is something you enjoy. I have friends who go salsa dancing, you know, and that is a workout in itself. And as long as you, you know, as long as you enjoy it, you're moving you will stick to it that is just enjoying it is the key to that um that's how you keep motivation for exercise is make sure you're enjoying what you do um there is no secret recipe to it that is it just enjoy it um 
tying into the weight loss side of things, go to low calorie snack ideas. So the obvious one, fruit. Um, I find fruit is a really good one, especially if you've got a sweet tooth. Luckily, I don't. But um, when I do get a little bit of a sweet tooth craving, it comes every now and again. Um, I found having fruit helps. Um, I also have recently discovered through a friend, um, baby bells are quite nice. Um, just snacking on those because they're quite high in protein for what they are as well. For the, If you get the baby bell lights, they're about 40 calories. Um, and I think about four grams of protein, I want to say, something like that. Um, so a, a good uh, thing to always look for is the 10% rule. So for obviously every 10 calories, you want to get one, at least one gram of protein. Um, so that's a, a good ratio, if you like. Um, low calorie ice cream for me is my winner because I love ice cream. I know I contradicted myself there by saying I don't have a sweet tooth. Um, I don't really go for chocolate and stuff like that or cakes and stuff. Um, for me, it's ice cream is my weakness. But you've got things like Halo Top um, is one brand. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, but obviously supermarkets do their own brand, low calorie ice creams now. So they're really good. The Graham's ones are really good. Um, what else? Um, you can get... You can get like... Um, you can get, if you go for like crisps, always go for the baked ones. Um, so anything baked, not fried is really good. Um, the, um, those kind of snacks are really good. Um, I'm not really much of a snacky person, if I'm honest. What I found it really good for, um, just eating more, but for less calories, is just throwing veg at everything. I even throw veg now into my spag bowl, which is something that I never used to do. Just chuck carrots and peas and green beans and all sorts in there. Just bulk things out with veg. It uh, means you're eating a lot more, but not consuming the calories. And um, it keeps you full. So you're less than inclined to go over your calories. Um, so that is really helpful. Um, it's not really obviously a snack. You could snack on carrots if you really wanted. Um, but yeah, I'm not really much of a snacky person. Um, I think because I have... I wouldn't say I was had a binge eating disorder or anything like that. But I would really binge eat quite badly. Um, so for me... Once I start, I can't stop. So I can't have just a small piece of chocolate. I would just sit and eat it all. And I don't even like a lot of chocolate. But I would just eat anything and everything that was there. So I find just sticking to my three meals a day a lot better for me personally. But there are a lot of good low-calorie snack ideas. Um, the ones that I've mentioned. But like I said, fruit is just the easiest. Um, or going for a protein shake is probably what I would go to um yeah i try and have one to two protein shakes a day 
um i'll have at the minute one for breakfast and then one a little later in the day just to keep up my protein um but yeah um snacks not really something i have a lot of but yeah my ones are baby bells fruit and low calorie ice cream so they're my winners uh personally um the last question that i had was um i think i've gone through all of these yeah the last one that i had was can you explain the rugby league offside rule which um yeah so one thing i'm going back to the thing about my relationship with my family is one thing we're all massive rugby fans we're all big leeds fans uh leeds rhino so we all follow rugby league um that is probably one of the biggest things that we all do as a family um and it's really nice um but yeah um so i don't know if i've been asked this question to prove that i actually understand and that i don't just watch for the hunky men in short shorts or just because somebody is genuinely interested um but i do know the offside rule so the offside rule um so for the attacking team the team carrying the ball if you like um you basically have to be behind the ball all the time or at least if you're going to be within the play of the ball so um you would be offside if you were in front of the kicker of the ball so you can't then go and chase the ball if you were in front of it when it was kicked um or just uh in front of the ball at any point you would then be offside so you can't then come into play um i think i've got that right um basically the, the attacking team always has to be behind the ball the defending team have to be onside by always being at least 10 meters apart from the play of the ball so when they get tackled and they go to play the ball again for the next set of tackles uh, for the next set they have to be stood square at least 10 meters apart so that's why you'll see them all in a line and they'll be the person in front of the ball will always be 10 meters apart at least so I think that's probably a really budget up explanation but what I'll do is I'll get the Google description um, and put it on the video so you can read it for yourself but in a nutshell yeah you have to the defending team have to be at least 10 meters away from the play of the ball the attacking team always have to be behind the ball you can never be in front of the ball hence why they always pass it backwards so yeah i do know what i'm talking about a little bit but the offside rule still confuses me and i've been following rugby league for about a good 10 years easy so since i was a kid uh, no 20 years 20 years yeah god not 10 years 20 years um since i was at least nine or ten like i've been going to rugby games so uh yeah uh i do know what i'm talking about the hunky men are just a bonus um so while i've been recording i've had more questions come in so some of these i've already answered so we've got again how did you and drew meet we met online we already discussed that what inspired you for your uni course choice and uni um i decided on sheffield hallam as my first choice because it was close enough to home that i could come back and visit my parents or come back if any if i needed anything or if they needed me for anything or whatever 
um, but far enough away. Um, so it'll be the first year I lived on my own anyway, and then the second year I just decided to commute. So being closer to home made that a lot easier to make that decision, and it saves a lot of money to commute. So uh, I'm glad I chose Sheffield, and Sheffield is just a really nice city. I love Sheffield. It's my home away from home. Um, Favourite ice cream flavour? Generic flavour would have to be cookie dough or salted caramel. My favourite ice cream, period, is the low-calorie Ben & Jerry's... Is it salted caramel brownie or something? I can't remember. I'll put a picture of it on the video. Uh, but that's my favourite flavour um, all time. The Ben & Jerry's one. It's so nice. I don't like chocolate ice cream. But I like the, like, vanilla ice cream with, like, chocolate bits in it and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, favourite pizza topping. Uh, I am team pineapple on pizza. So, my favourite topping would be barbecue chicken uh, with pineapple, olives, peppers and bacon. Barbecue sauce. Stuffed crust. Best pizza. Uh, so... One thing I've actually not touched on, this is a question that's come in that says James or Dirin. So I haven't actually mentioned this actually surprisingly in the podcast. So what I did in February when I started my weight loss journey was I joined the James Smith Academy, um, also known as JSA. So if you ever hear me mention that in the podcast, that's what I'm talking about um, is James Smith, the PT on Instagram has his own academy uh and it's an amazing community and i've made some lifelong friends as part of that and i don't know why i'd never mentioned it until now it wasn't really something that came up i guess in the questions but um yeah it's been a huge part of my journey being surrounded by a lot of like-minded people um i couldn't speak any higher of it to be honest i love so many of the people i've met in it um been so supportive and it it's just amazing and like i said it is run by james um and uh yeah anybody who follows james will know who Diran cartel is aka neat up 24 7 guy and yeah so i although i'm a member of the james smith academy i'm team Diran. i love Diran. i love Diran because yeah he's gorgeous and hunky and just everything everything that's just right in the world just beautiful man um so yeah i'm team Diran. um and last question okay uh is favorite part of your journey or favorite thing you've learned so far so favorite thing i've learned so far as part of my journey was something uh so sticking to tracking your calories was something that i'd done before but it wasn't something i really was quite as knowledgeable about as i am now after joining the academy um and my favorite thing is just the knowledge and understanding that i've learned in general that there are no bad foods that it's just okay to have everything in moderation and but my favorite thing 
is just how to look at it from a week perspective as opposed to daily. So not feeling guilty for going over my calories one day because I know that I can pull them back the next is a really useful tool to know and just to have a better relationship with food honestly because there are so many myths out there that the reason I started following James was because of the way that he dispels those myths and just is honest and his approach to fat loss is incredible so I would recommend anybody looking to start or is struggling or anything to do with uh fat loss it would i would recommend following him uh, he's a controversial character don't get me wrong you either love him or hate him um but even if you hate him just try and listen to what he has to say because everything is just on point um but yeah it's just having that healthier relationship with food and and not demonizing any foods and knowing that i can still have a pizza and i still manage to lose 40 pounds by not cutting out any foods that I love and I've tried keto I've tried um I've tried certain uh health shake things diets um that I'm not going to name the names of um I've tried um everything I've tried all sorts and like I said you know it's just finding something you enjoy. Now, there's more than one way to skin a cat, obviously. Um, you can do any diet that you want. That's really inconvenient and really rude. <laughs> Somebody starts bloody digging up their driveway or something outside. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just helped my relationship with food to understand that there are no bad foods as long as you are tracking your calories you can eat whatever you want as long as you balance the books by the end of the week that's it it's, i say it's that simple it's it's obviously harder for some people than others but i find the less you restrict yourself the more it is easier to stick to so yeah um i've been at this now for six months and i'm still not found anything that i haven't been able to eat when i've wanted it or you know and it's just made it a lot more enjoyable and a lot easier to stick to. So, that being said, um, yeah, finding a nice, sustainable lifestyle um, is probably the favourite thing that I've learnt, is just generally sticking to a calorie deficit. <laughs> and, yeah, I think that sums up everything quite nicely um so thank you all to everybody who's listened and tuned in so far i'm going to be uploading these podcasts um every sunday uh they're going to be um weekly episodes i have a number of topics um to discuss already that i want to go through uh if anybody has any suggestions anything you want me to talk about uh, i'll leave all my contacts pages social media and everything down below so yeah hit me up in the comments leave me a comment message me on insta whatever any suggestions any feedback always much appreciated thank you all for watching slash listening and i'll see you guys next week